All right, I have not done one of these episodes in a while, but uh, my best friend Kenny is uh, in town from Minneapolis. Say hello, Kenny. What up, what up? So, uh, so grandkids, if you're listening to this, uh, I had a fantastic weekend this weekend with Kenny, and then buddy Miles came in, uh, a LinkedIn friend that uh, came in and visited for the first time, the first time we met in person. Um, Anyway, Kenny and I are walking around the neighborhood. He's leaving tomorrow morning. He always liked to kind of, we always end up walking around the neighborhood having these conversations. Kenny said something just a couple minutes ago that I thought, I need to document this because my grandkids need to hear it. And whoever else listening to this right now needs to hear it. He said to me, he said, your process is more important than the result. So I'm going to have Kenny, because he's standing right here next to me, articulate what he means by that so here you go kenny knock it out um i'm gonna hold that yeah all right grandkids and whoever else i haven't really fleshed this out thoroughly to be honest so this is one of the first times i'm talking about it uh thoroughly or or, of what what you've been talking about is embedding right Right. so like making fantasy football bets and stuff but it applies to leadership right so me me and a guy i we got in walter we co-host a football podcast we've been talking about the process and what decisions we make when we're approaching fantasy football primarily and i've been using this example on that me when me and walt have been talking about the idea of blackjack um and like you know if, if anyone listening to this if you know vegas if you know blackjack basically the goal is to get 21 if you have 18 and you hit and they give you a card of three your next card is three and then you got 21 you've won but statistically speaking if you have 18 you should never hit you don't take another card because like your probability of winning is like 12%. It's really low. And so even if you, if you have 18 and you hit and you get a 21, even if you've won in that moment, you, you haven't won because your process was flawed. And so it's a lot of times people are having success. They go, look, it worked. My process must be right. What, the way I'm making decisions must be right. And you may even hit four or five times and win three, four, five. Like, maybe you hit 10 times on 18 and you hit nine of them. And so you're lying to yourself saying my process works. But the reality is you do that over the course of a thousand blackjack games, you're going to lose 88% of those games. Yeah. But, but sometimes we think the result is better. We think the result's good and therefore we're able to bypass the flawed decision-making. And so frequently in life, we have to just be cautious, like particularly if you're being really successful and even more so if you're successful really fast, which, which we were talking about my situation in my twenties, I was really successful, really fast in real estate. And it was my arrogance. I thought I, I thought I couldn't fail. My process. Look, everything's working, and I just didn't realize I had failed processes. Like, what I mean by process, like the way I made decisions, the way I came to conclusions on which piece of real estate we were going to invest in and not. And you know, just like in, if it's if it's fantasy football, which player I'm going to pick, or if it's hiring, which play, which guy I'm going to hire in my business. Like, so so how do you know then, Kenny, if 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 your process is right or not. We, we were talking about this yeah. a little bit, but like explain how, like, okay, well, how do I know if, how do I know if my thinking is flawed? Because I have been seeing success. So am I right or am I wrong? How do I know? Uh, I don't fully know completely, to be honest, but I think going back to the blackjack example, the best way, if I'm in Vegas and I've, I've hit four times on 18 and I keep winning and I, what I should do is go to the guys who, who, who bet in Vegas, who've been really successful playing blackjack, and they've been doing it for 20 years and go to them and say, hey, I've been hitting on 18. I'm keep winning. What do you guys think? And I know they're all going to look at me and say, that's the stupidest thing you should ever do. You should never hit on 18. But look, I've been so successful. And they would say, yeah, but for over the course of 20 years, we've learned 
that your probability for doing that is 12% or whatever the number is, that's not a very, you've got, you just gotten dumb luck. Yeah. And so I basically just need to take a holistic or, or maybe I have a conversation with those guys and I recognize that I've learned something about the mathematics of blackjack that no one in history has ever known, which is also possible. It's possible yeah. that people come along with an innovation that makes, gives you an edge, yep. but you better be sure that, that it is an innovation that gives you a real edge and it's not just dumb luck. Yeah. I need to take a more holistic approach. I need to get other people speaking into it. And I just need to, I need to maybe compare my process against other people's processes. Yep. Um, a really good friend of mine, Stacy, who, who plays blackjack a lot, will tell me, and I, I play on 17, I'm a little more risky. She never hits on 17 either. But for me, I'm willing to hit on 17 depending on the circumstances because I can get to about a 48% chance success rate based on the circumstances. But I, I wouldn't have known that unless I'm comparing my process to her process. She still thinks I'm dumb, that I shouldn't do that. But I disagree on 17, I'm occasionally going to hit. But there, there the process is more fuzzy. 18, it's clear. You got a 12% chance of winning. Don't do it. Yeah. And so, but I won't know that unless I compare my process. I got to go to someone who's making decisions. And, and, and to prepare or to, to compare your process against somebody else's process requires a certain level of humility, which is what we were talking about earlier. This book, The Ideal Team Player, it talks about, uh, you know, and you were telling me about a church that bases their hiring decisions for the church based on the three characteristics that Patrick Lencioni outlines in the ideal team player that you need to be smart, humble, and hungry. Now this church obviously says, you know, they've got, they've got another one. Like, are you passionately in love with Jesus and pursuing him? That, that, but those are their four metrics, like the metrics they measure against whether they're going to hire you. And so in talking about the humble piece, we were talking like, okay, well, like, what's that mean? How do you measure humility? And, and I think so that's how we got talking to talking about this. And I think I struggle, like <laughs> I struggle with arrogance because I've grown a business. We're now at a seven figure run rate and we've been around for three and a half years. So in a relatively short amount of time, I've grown a pretty large business. I know people that have been in business for decades that yeah. have not achieved what we're achieving at Sweetfish right now. So it would be easy for me to think, I don't need mentorship. I don't need to compare my thinking to other people's thinking. Gary, Gary Vee, someone that I talk about a lot, actually says he doesn't want mentorship because he's convinced he's got it right. But I, I would say, and I think Kenny would agree, that that's, that's a flawed way of thinking because he could be getting better results. He could either be moving faster or he could be protecting himself from something that is inevitably a demise if he brought other people in and, it, and was humble enough to compare his process or his way of thinking to someone else's. And that doesn't mean that you have to just automatically do what they're saying. To Kenny's point earlier, if, 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 he, if there's a particular piece of knowledge that, that you know or a process or, or a thing that you've figured out that those other people haven't figured out yet, have a dialogue with them about that. Well, what about this? Because I figured out in his, you know, in his example, because I figured out how to count cards in this way, that's why I think my process of hitting on 18 works. Mm. And, they, and then they might go, whoa, I didn't, that's not something I realized. Right. I, didn't know, I didn't know to count cards in that way, which I think counting cards is illegal. It is against yeah. the law. But, yeah. but, but, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Or against the rules of Vegas. But I, I just think this, this principle is really powerful. Like your process is way more important than the, than, than the result because your process will bring you sustainable results 
in the long term if it's the right process. And so, like, grandkids, hopefully, I don't want to say hopefully, I want you to be you. Be whoever you are, but if you end up being entrepreneurs, like, when you're hiring people, like, focus on your process. Like, what's your process for bringing people into your organization or your nonprofit or maybe you're a middle manager at a big company or whatever. Like, do, like what is your process? What is your... Uh, how do you think about things? How do you process issues? And, and is that right thinking? And the way you know it's right thinking is by, by humbly asking others who have done it and have demonstrated the result that you want to achieve. And if the result you want to achieve is success over the long term, you go and find people that have succeeded in business or whatever. In, in whatever the endeavor is, creativity, or if, they're, <laughs> if someone's been an artist for 20 years and you aspire to be an artist, go freaking talk to artists and say how they've done it. Right. <laughs> like compare your process, your thinking to theirs and, and then, and then make a judgment call on whether you think you should then adjust your process to achieve a similar result to them. So I just think this is a really powerful concept and wanted to share it with the grandkids and anyone else <laughs> listening to this. So thank you, Kenny, for, uh, Love for giving me your time. Any, any other thoughts on this idea? Uh, I just, I think what you just said is perfect. And I think it does apply to a lot of different areas. I mean, you, you're, you're parenting. If you have your first kid and your first kid is turning out great, you have to ask yourself, did I just get dumb luck with a great kid who just happened to be great? Or is my process the thing that made that kid great? Because if the process was just okay and you just got dumb luck and you apply the same process to kid number two, you may end up with a really crappy kid. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I know that sounds like a very crass sort of random example, but just, I think in general, like, this applies to a lot of areas of your life over and over and over again. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, grandkids, if, if uh, I don't think, I, I don't know if I've ever talked about this or not, but this, this is really funny. My, uh, another best friend of mine, Mackie, is, is probably going to love this because this is really a, a recreation of an Inspiring Awesome episode. Kenny and I, my very first podcast uh, was called Inspiring Awesome, and Kenny and I co-hosted it uh, together. And, uh, and so this, this feels, I'm getting like some, some, uh, some good feels on, on our days of being in Joel's living room. With, uh, with, with our little blue snowball mic recording inspiring awesome solo episodes. Uh, so, uh, so if you have not already checked out Grandpa's, uh, a.k.a. me, uh, inspiring awesome, maybe your grandma has kept the URL alive. I don't know if I'm dead at this point, uh, but it's inspiringawesomepodcast.com. Uh, and, and if you're not my grandkid and you're listening to this like tomorrow, uh, go check out inspiringawesomepodcast.com because Kenny and I did a whole bunch of interviews with really awesome people and we also riffed on some topics like this, just the two of us. So if you enjoyed this, you'll probably really like a lot of the content from Inspiring Awesome. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. We'd love to hear from you. James at sweetfishmedia.com, at James Carberry on Twitter. Find me on LinkedIn, whatever. Love hearing from you. Love you, grandkids. I love you probably more than the masses that are listening to this that are not you. Anyway, I'm rambling. Goodbye.